Welcome to the world's premier Black Crows podcast. State of America. Hosted by two of the band's most dedicated fans, David Hudson and Ian Rice. And now, let's get the show on the road. All right, everybody, welcome back to a special edition of the State of America podcast. It is our third year in anniversary, and Ian, we've made it longer than most married couples. Woohoo! Yeah, we've crossed that threshold. You're stuck with me now, man. I know, I know. I, I guess it's a thing, huh? It is, it is. I'm very, very proud of where we've uh, found ourselves, if I'm being honest. Been a fun three years. It certainly has. A very jam-packed three years made a lot of friendships met a lot of cool people both in and out of the band and man i really can't uh, ask for anything more than that no i can't either and i guess first of all we have to thank the people that listen because without you there would be no podcast and thank everybody that's come on we've interviewed man a lot i was going back today just looking at our interview list and it's pretty impressive it is i mean we've had we've had quite a few folks on here sometimes not that you forget, but just sometimes you know it. Uh, you know, until you take full stock of it, you don't realize the the amount of things that we were able to do, and and uh, it's been pretty amazing. And it, the the weird thing is, I don't know if you've had this experience. A lot of the people that we've ended up interviewing, we're almost on like a friendly level with a lot of them. And yeah. You forget that they are who they are. You know. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. We do want to thank our people that have joined us on Patreon. If you want to join it's uh patreon.com forward slash state of america we uh i don't think we've kept a penny yet have we no every every dime that we've made so far has gone back into the podcast whether it be for giveaways or you know other facets of the podcast we're not definitely not profiting off of this if that's what anybody's thinking no and uh we've got some cool zoom hangs set up we do a patreon radios bonus episodes we uh like i said give prizes away but it's a lot of people that joined we didn't know and we're slowly getting to know all of them so we appreciate all of you guys uh joining that we appreciate it like i said all of you listening uh before we kind of get to what we're going to do today please if you don't follow us on social media do that on instagram twitter or facebook and uh, we really could use a few more of those podcast reviews on apple Podcasts. we're kind of stalled out at 189 it'd be nice if we could get up to 200 that'd be a nice third anniversary gift for us it definitely would it definitely would we do appreciate everybody that follows us on any of the social media platforms and you know interacts and gets involved and shares and retweets and all that kind of good stuff and we do want to say that we're getting more active on our youtube page and uh seth miller our good buddy seth miller has really worked hard on that so uh go to uh YouTube and type in State of America podcast and subscribe to us and turn your notifications on. He just released a really cool video of Mark Ford playing smoke signals at that charity benefit in New Hampshire. Yeah, that was you know very nice of him and Jim Galvin who organized that event, you know, allowing one of those videos to be premiered on our YouTube page, and that's in advance of us becoming much more active on YouTube. The goal is to have you know much more content on there and up to and including our episodes being available on there. So we do want to have a shout out to our latest patrons, Mike Mazzetti, Stephen Tomer, Joe Anderson, Brett Mello, and then Grant. 
I don't think it gives his last name. So Grant, let us know who you are. Yeah, um, he's like he's like Prince, man. Yeah, cool enough to just go by the one name. I like it. Yeah, we appreciate you uh, joining. Like I said, we appreciate all those people. We do want to thank everybody for the response to that little quick BOA episode that we did. As of this recording, it's they've raised about $20,000. Uh, if you haven't donated and, and think you can, it's uh, just go to the GoFundMe site and type in Robert Garth. That's a really good thing. Um, I had a really long call with somebody in um, kind of that community today, and once everything kind of dies down a little bit. We're going to do a proper BOA episode and, and, and the wheels are turning and I think people are going to enjoy it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. What we've got so far in the preliminary stages, uh, it will be something very nice, something very akin to what we did for Mr. Eddie Harsh. All right, Ian. So on to happier things. Yes, sir. We thought it'd be kind of cool to post on social media. Anybody have questions about the band or the podcast and kind of do a Q&A for our third anniversary, uh, because I, I struck out on getting some big name guests for this one. And, mm. uh, you had the suggestion, let's just do it like the first one, you and me. Yeah. So we've reached out to Facebook, Patreon, Twitter, and Instagram. So we have a, it's some really good questions here. So, all right, Ian, <clears throat> I'll read the first one. This is from P hub 467. Since the inception of State of America and seeing how big it's grown, if you were able to and had the capacity to do a second podcast, what band or subject would it be? I'm going to tell you that this uh, was the first question we got, and it uh, definitely excited me right out of the gate. To be perfectly honest, in my mind, and I've thought about it you know, from time to time, it would be just a, a general kind of rock music show, you know, something we would just uh, kind of similar to our chats episodes and things like that, just something of that nature. I don't know if I, I necessarily could uh, go all in on any other band. You know what I mean? I think I would like to do one where you ranked and discussed a band's discography. Yeah, I could. I, that's that's good, man. I could actually do that. All right. The next question from our good buddy Pedro, all the way down from Brazil. What was the topic of the first conversation you two ever had when you got to know each other for the first time? I'm going to leave this one to you because I think you probably the, – the first conversation I remember having was when we did the episode for Digital Kill the Radio Star, your other podcast, and we did the Three Snakes. That was kind of like the, the, the primer for this, you know? Yeah, that that was kind of the primer, and then um, we have some questions on down that will kind of get into more of it. Um, obviously, it was about the Black Crows, and uh, I think it was about Three Snakes. All right, Seth W1. Our first uh, flame th- kind of flamethrowing question here. When you land a Robinson brother on the podcast, what would be your most pressing question for each one? I don't know if it's pressing. I mean, I, I you know, we try to stick to the music. I would like to kind of pick Rich's brain about how he comes up with some of the cool riffs and melodies and chord progressions that he does. Like, does he just hear it in his head or, you know, does he stumble upon it? Um, with Chris, I would just want to know, when are you going to put out that funk, soul, and R&B and reggae album? Oh, man, you stole mine. See, ever since you brought that up, that's always been the question I wanted to ask Chris and plant the seed in his head, you know. Uh, and, you know as far as Rich, I just I, the thing I was always most interested to know about Rich is how difficult it was for him to step forward as a solo artist, uh, first in 2004, because, you know, he was a backup vocalist and everything, but, you know, for him to to take the lead vocal spot. I mean, his voice is, you know, admittedly very different than Chris's and, you know, what that was like. Did he fear comparisons to his brother? Things like that. Uh, Very interested in, 
because it, it's almost like to me for both of them but more so rich like a, a solo project was kind of forced upon them you know what i mean because the black crows were in such bad shape in 2002 all right from our good buddy joe bolin who was one of our first guests we ever had on he's the president of the uh, carson wentz fan club <laughs> joe you're, little, gonna, uh, you're gonna kill me for that little sarcasm in this question <clears throat> What is your favorite of the 17 different Black Crows lineups? 92-97 is number one for me. 05 is a very close 1A. And if there was a way to have Johnny and Sven in the, same, in the band at the same time, I would do it. Yeah, that's really the, uh, the sticking point for me. Ultimately, I'm going to have to go th- with 2005 to 2006 because of uh, my particular appreciation for Sven's work. I think Sven being in the band really was the the last piece of the puzzle there. And I think everything kind of really gelled best on that tour. All right. From Liam Nash Miller, what are your thoughts on 1972 and the new Crows material that's going to be recorded next year? Ian? Uh, I like the idea of 1972. I see it as a way, and I had mentioned this on our our last episode, I I see it as a way for them to have gone into the studio, feel things out, see how it was going to work between not only the two Robinsons, but also how the whole new lineup gelled in the studio i really see it as just a primer for the album that's forthcoming i I like the song selections moonage daydream is a particular favorite bowie song of mine so very excited about that i'll say i'm gonna have an open mind about it if you go back to our nico interview he said he had heard i guess some riffs or something like that from rich and said it's a loud rock record Uh, and the ask me anything reddit thing that chris did recently he also mentioned that uh they were both kind of psyched up to do like a straightforward rock record. So I'm interested to see what, what that will bring as well. All right. What do you guys say? That's also from Liam. What do you guys think is the most underrated Crow song? For me, it's a two-way tie. Losing my mind or better when you're not alone. I'm going to have to say, because the Robinson brothers think so highly of the song, I'd like to say that Oh Josephine is probably underrated in their catalog. That one really, for a later day entry, is 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 strong enough to be up there with some of those early albums. You know what I mean? All right, from the Jekyll, what are the circumstances by which Steve and Mark would be back in the Crows? Think outside the box. I believe I've heard Steve say publicly he would be up for doing a one-off if all the money went to uh, the MSA Foundation, which was a disease that unfortunately killed his brother. As far as Mark, I mean, I, I mean, asking us to speculate on you know personal decisions. Um, I don't, I don't know if Mark would go back. I don't think there is any circumstance that would bring Steve and Mark back to the Black Crows. I don't even think money would do it. And at this point, you know, as much as everybody wants to see Mark back in the band, as much as, you know, I personally would want to see Mark back in the band, I just don't think it's a possibility. And truthfully, it might be something that's best left alone at this point. Yeah. Let's don't mess with the past. All right. Ben Whetstone, man, this is a five-part question. I was really kind of taking this as like five separate questions for yeah. Ben. Ben always comes to the table prepared, so we'll we'll go through his uh, his uh, run of questions here. All right, first one. What's next for the pod, say, in the next 12 months? I think kind of more of the same. We're going to dream big and try to get uh, as many guests as possible. We're going to do stuff with this Patreon money as far as like giveaways for tickets to people that aren't on Patreon. Um, and I think you may see us um, do a little bit more maybe in the merchandise department. But for the most part, I don't see things really changing. No, I mean, people also have to understand it's a funny thing. You know, sometimes we get these the bigger name guests on here, but 
you don't realize that 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 request went out you know six eight twelve months prior to that and then you know the stars just suddenly align so we kind of kind of have to keep ourselves open to something just might pop up out of the blue something we've been trying for and have not been successful in the past and all of a sudden the uh the time is right you know how do you come up with new ideas well, uh, David usually says, I don't know what we're going to do, man. And I have to come up with it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, new ideas often come to me. I don't know about you, David, but I, I spend a lot of time traveling to and from work each day. And I think these things over. So certain topic ideas usually come to me then. and Or sometimes I'll just all of a sudden think of somebody connected to the crows. I say, well, we, we, I don't know why I've never thought of this, but we never like thrown the net out and see if we could catch that as an interview. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes I just get these creative spurts, and uh, I'll text Ian and we'll jot stuff down. Honestly, a lot of our ideas come from listeners. Yeah, uh, yeah, not to discount that at all. A lot of people on the Patreon and elsewhere have made suggestions to us over the time, and and some people also don't realize that suggestions that they've made, just because we haven't done anything with them yet, they're not out of the running. We keep these things in our back pocket all the time. All right, what kind of response have you gotten from the Robinson brothers? They've been formally asked twice, and we've been told no. Yes, it, it did seem like it might have been a reality at one very brief moment uh, last summer. As far as response just in general, like not even guest inquiry, but just response to the podcast in general, we haven't see, received any formal response. We have kind of loosely gotten the information that they it's a pretty good idea that they've uh, – heard it in some capacity all right still planning on a group event yes but it's not going to be in atlanta in october i've said this numerous times uh if they tour something other than shake your money maker i would like to put something together at either red rocks or in new orleans yeah definitely that red rocks and new orleans idea will constantly be afloat we're just waiting for the proper touring conditions what's the biggest challenge three years in it's getting people to trust us to come on. Yeah. I mean, I would say after three years, the challenge is almost equal to when we first tried to get guests. The only thing that's become easier is, you know, there is a catalog of interviews we've done that people can reference and, and kind of see more clearly how we handle our interviews. But other than that, it's it's this is a tight-lipped group, and they're not quick to come out and start talking. All right. Jason Donches, our good buddy. Ian, I'll let you do this one because you're much more articulate than me. What is the full history of to bring the podcast together, and when did you know it was taking off? I'm going to say taking off means like being successful. So really the podcast came together, you know, David threw, threw, the, threw the net out there and, and through Digital Killed the Radio Star, his, his first podcast, wanted to do some Black Crows related stuff. I had always kind of wanted to get into the radio type of thing, so it was an exciting idea to me. So I threw my head in the ring for Three Snakes and One Charm being my favorite record. And, you know, we went from there, and little did I know that that was an audition to participate in something larger that David had in mind, and that was the basic framework for the State of America podcast. And I knew it was going to be successful when people right out of the gate really started responding to it well. I mean, I think we were only two, three episodes in and we were already getting a good response. And then it's everything has kind of incrementally increased since then, you know, just getting certain guests and then meeting certain people and then connecting, making network connections in some weird ways that we didn't even realize we were making. And 
everything's kind of snowballed from there. But it, it originally was just, you know, a, a trial by fire for me. And, and David saw something and uh, thankfully asked me to do this with him. And I, 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 I'm forever grateful to you, David, for doing that. Yeah, it's kind of weird how that worked out because we're we kind of complement each other with what we're good at and what we're not good at. And also, like, we kind of view music the same and we view the band as the same. As far as, like, when I knew it was taking off, obviously the Gorman interviews by far our most downloaded episode, and it was on Rolling Stone and Variety. And from what I understand, it was being talked about on several large radio stations uh, across the country. But to me, I knew it was had gone to another level is when we got Susan Tedeschi because we were able to get somebody not affiliated with the Crows. And, I mean, she's huge. And just the way that she enjoyed she she for sure had a good time we know that for a fact had a great time on the podcast and i think when we're starting to you know rope her in and, and charlie star and Britt turner and mark olson that that's when we knew like the pull was just not for the crows and then like it was really weird i've talked about it a couple of times this summer at that crow show all these people coming up to me and just knew who i was which is 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 kind of weird and kind of cool at the same time. I got recognized in Athens, standing outside. I mean, we don't. I don't take that lightly. You know, I, I appreciate that, but I mean, we're we're no different than the people that come up and talk to us. We just happen to have a microphone. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. And it, it is. It does come down to sometimes little moments like that. Like, like make no mistake about it. Charlie Starr asked to be. We didn't. We didn't actually ask Charlie Starr. Yes, and that, that's like one of those moments where. I said, well, this has got to be something because somebody somebody that we respect greatly is asking to join us. You know, we didn't even have to beg or anything, you know. It's little things like that. Yeah, he, he joined us on Instagram and I was just kind of like, hey, thanks for joining. Uh, if you ever want to come on, he's like, yes. <laughs> so, um, all right. Thomas Jones. Man, he's always asking the hard questions. Rank all official Black Crows members. Thomas, they're all like my children. They're all the same. Yeah, I'm not going to really get involved in ranking members because I think each member kind of, um, you know, contributed their own piece to the overall puzzle. And that's not a slight on the question at all. I understand, you know, you know, you, you have your particular favorites in this and that. But the one thing I definitely would say is that I think the most underrated member of any member that came through this band, however long or short their tenure was, is Rob Cloris. That man is a whiz on the keys. He learned a ton of songs real quick, and I, it baffles me to this day why he wasn't kept in the band. Yeah, he was a great guy. I will say this. There's a couple of members that I can't be ob- objective about because I've gotten to know them, and so I'm just not even going to go down that line. Um, all right, Kurt's great. Why is, why is it that I Ain't Hiding is far superior to most all other recorded songs in the world? <laughs> I Ain't Hiding has turned out to be a song I really enjoy. I think it's fun, and then I think, like we all said, Rich is so mad about the song, he just lays out his most vicious solo ever. You know what, David? Let's throw on a live version of I Ain't Hiding. Take a little break here, and then we'll be back with some more questions. So here's I Ain't Hiding, Kurt.
there's a, a definite faction of the fan base that like loathes that song and Rich Robinson being included. But uh, I don't necessarily dislike this song. It doesn't like rank very high for me, but I I think it's cool for what it is. All right. Brett Mello, Patreon. What is the recording editing process? Who does what between the two? Why don't you take that, Ian? <laughs> well, as uh, I mean, recording, we just kind of set up and go. And uh, as far as uh, the editing process, David will tell you that I am the uh, Mutt Lang of uh, editing. I, uh, I, I do all the editing of the episodes um, because I had a, a little bit more of a background in that really when we started. And I just kind of assumed that responsibility. But I enjoy doing the editing and I really take a lot of pride in putting together something that really sounds good to people. I want it to, you know, be the audio for it to be of, of good quality. And I hope that comes through. <laughs> let's see. Yeah. So, um, Ian does that. He got, um, let's see. I came up with the name of the podcast. I came up with stay tall. Ian came up with the, the artwork. Ian was responsible for the intro. Ian's responsible for all the little audio feels. Let's see. Ian handles Facebook. I handle Twitter and Instagram. We both handle Patreon. I maybe do do a little bit more of like getting guests and um, lining that up and like keeping the lines of communication open with them. And um, Ian designed the shirts and Ian does a lot of the shipping stuff out. I mean, Ian by far does more in the this whole thing than me. Um, but he is the Robert Mutt Lang of... Uh, editors you know i remember when we recorded one of those like quick five minute segments in nashville and we you know we, we had the same hotel room and i was like let's just put it up and i was watching you know, like 30 minutes later you're still working on it i'm like man there was like that was a great recording and you're just still tinkering with it tinkering with it and i was like <laughs> let's let me just slide in here though that yes you're 100 percent correct in saying that uh, a large majority of the guests were uh were of your doing, but let's not forget that uh, the ones I did have a hand in were big winners. And uh, you mentioned Susan Tedeschi, and I yes. still like to pat myself on the back because I am the one that said that. <laughs> and, and you put a lot of work into that one. Yeah, that wasn't a, an easy get. And I, I will be honest with you, people too. She would have been on again had their uh, publicity company not changed. They were supposed to come back on around the time that Mad Dogs and Englishman documentary film came out, and uh, for whatever reason, you know, their their publicity firm changed, and we, you know, we just couldn't break through that barrier again. All right. Also from Brett, what are your individual lists for the top five worst crow songs ever made? It's easy. Go tell the congregation diamond ring. There's gold in them hills. Ozone mama and evil eye. See, I would uh, agree with you on all counts there except for uh, evil eye. Well, what do you put in there? All right. I'm just going to throw in an easy one. I'm going to say aimless peacock because it's, it's just a throwaway to me. All right. What's the most interesting, shocking, surprising fact you learned during an interview segment? For me, it was that Mark Ford was asked to join Guns N' Roses during Chinese Democracy, and that made the news. Yeah, that was definitely surprising. I, I thought back on it, and I couldn't – nothing really like immediately jumped out at me. I'm sure if I listened back to every interview, there would be something. And sometimes it's little things, like when we were talking to Britt Turner. I believe it came from Britt. If not, it was from Charlie. But that, that Britt Turner has like all of this – documentary footage of the I think recording it was of three snakes. I think both of them talked about it. Both of them talked about it, yeah. So that like it's little like tidbits like that. You kinda you go, what was that? You know, you got yeah. and you latch on as a fan, you latch on to those little things like that. And there's been a ton of those over time. Let's see. Mike Massetti, Patreon. Who's your favorite guest? That's hard because 
we have not had a negative interaction with anybody we've had on, whether it's, you know, listeners or members of the band or other people in the music. I'll just throw out a couple for why. I thought the Lala Slopeman was one of the one of the most special ones we did because I think we kind of pulled off something that people didn't think we could do. Uh, and she was very sweet and open. Matter of fact, I text with her today. I would say the Sven interview was the most satisfying for me just because of what all went into that and and you know we've gotten to know him johnny was very special mm-hmm. because uh he had not talked about the crows in forever obviously susan tedeschi was a big deal charlie Starr is a friend of the podcast i mean i know it sounds like we're going through all of them but like steve gorman was our first one you know I, we've said it before i will never have anything negative to say about steve and his the, the way he has treated us as far as like you know the um the non, I guess, celebrity guest. We've had some good ones. I thought Jared Delaney was really good. Uh, we've had Steve Gleason on. Uh, he and Seth Miller were great. Really, everybody. We haven't had anybody lay an egg, and so I know that sounds like a cop out, but I, I kind of understand now. Like when artists say they can't pick their favorite album, uh, I, I really, I really can't. If I had to say what's the most special one, as far as like kind of a connection of what went on during the interview i i, I think it's probably lala yeah I, i'm in agreement with you it's it is very similar to when like artists can't pick their favorite album because i think a lot of our guest experiences involve the things that happened before and after they appear on the show as well like you know i have a very big soft spot for mona lisa young because you know when we had her on not only was she very sweet to us but i was uh, under the weather around the time we had that and she, you know privately she was texting me home remedies for the flu and stuff like that and it was just sweet you know, it was just little things like that you remember and you know obviously sven we, we developed a great relationship with sven nico i mean you know uh, all these people i can't you know charity was always really sweet to us and and i can't really single out one for being like the most most special because i i hold a little little place in my heart for every every interview we've done celebrity or otherwise all right i didn't get to do this one david hall i'm I'm sorry but david hall from patreon ian did ian rank your uh third track from each black rose record yes david hall thought that because uh it was our third anniversary i should rank the third track from every studio album in my order of preference so here we go david this one's for you I go High Head Blues, Thorn in My Pride, Nebuchadnezzar, O Josephine, and then the next slot is tied because it's actually the third track. I included Lost Crows in this, by the way, but it's actually the third track on both albums, By Your Side slash If It Ever Stops Raining, Appaloosa, Sister Luck, uh, the Crowology version of Remedy, and then in last place for me is Come On from Lions. Interesting. All right. From Steve Tomer from Patreon. Uh, long time digital killed the radio star guy. Glad to have him on board. Wait, hold on a second. He was a fan of yours from digital. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. He's always yeah. been such a big supporter. He actually, of ours. Uh, I think he, yeah, he has been, yeah, he is a, he's a big my morning jacket fan too. All right, Ian, how long does it take for you to produce an episode? <laughs> uh, depending on my real life schedule, uh, it can take anywhere from a couple of days to about two weeks. Because I am the meticulous nutcase that David tells me I am all the time with the editing. Sometimes I get a little delayed. It also, episodes such as the under-review episodes take me a longer time because there's much more music and clips to be edited in. All right, also from Steven, how long did it take from you two meeting to the podcast coming to fruition? 
Now, said, David, you have a better idea this time. I would say nine or ten months. Yeah, because we did the we did the digital episode, and then we we kind of chewed it over for a bit, and then we kind of put it on ice for a little while. And I don't remember why, but yeah. Also, will Classic Wax be returning? Hey, the one Classic Wax fan out there. <laughs> I appreciate you asking that, Stephen. Uh, classic Wax, I have uh, plans for, and it will be back. But uh, you know something. When I first started doing that, again, because I am the meticulous way I am, it you know it, it does take a lot more of additional time, and so many exciting things were happening for State of America, and State of America will, oh, of course, always be my main focus. So I just had a kind of back burner, classic wax for a while, but it will be back. All right, Jim Hennessy from Patreon, he's got a couple. How did you guys begin the process of making contacts within the Crows community, eventually having members of the band and its crew as guests? Uh, we just simply asked people. Uh, we kind of had a campaign to get Gorman on, a social mm. media campaign, and he he contacted me. As far as like the crew, we just asked. Susan Tedeschi, we had to go through a legit big-time publicist. Uh, like I said, Charlie Starr and Britt Turner. I, honestly, a lot of them, uh, it's just reaching out to them on social media. Mark Ford... There was at least one or two individuals that knew him that helped us with that. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the Mark Ford thing started with my my previous connection with him, which I thought would be like a home run right away because I did a few interviews with him for a magazine. But I mean, that kind of at least was a little bit of the basic framework. But that 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 you know, a lot of people helped us out with that one. It's one of those things. To some extent, once you get in, you're in. And yeah. if we're able to say. You know, hey, we've had, you know, Gorman on, Ford on, Susan Tedeschi on. Well, then they go, all right, obviously, if you burned a bridge of one of those people, the other people wouldn't come on. And so um, sometimes we have help. For the most part, it's us just asking. Yeah, I mean, our first celebrity guest was Matt Slocum. And I will say that having our first, like, legitimate guest associated with, you know, the, the Black Crows universe in some way that really helped us out it was that in getting that initial person to kind of break the ice you know open the door a bit and then it just you know we've gradually swung it open over time and and it, it's still a challenge to get guests i'm not saying that it's like ridiculously easy there's some people are still very very guarded about their experience with the crows but uh i think a, a big factor in it too is is keeping it out of the muckraking territory yeah. you know what i mean all right justin fry our good buddy from patreon besides the brothers who's number one on your interview list that you haven't interviewed yet for me it's kate hudson for me it's luther dickinson okay and we've come so close with luther i mean david you know has spoken to him and given him our business card and he even said yeah oh, come on but you know <laughs> it's been a hard road since then all right steve gleason and he submitted this on our state hall facebook group I say I intentionally saved this one for last. How does it feel to be known as the sexiest duo in podcasting? I'd say it feels pretty damn good. But, uh, you know, credit where credit's due, David is, you know, uh, 90% of that uh, reputation. Come uh, on now. No, I got a face and body <laughs> made for radio. You don't want to see me in lingerie, that's for sure. All right, one of the things that Ian actually came up with is we get to each ask each other a question. And my question for you, Ian, if we could redo one episode, what would it be? That's a good question, man. I'll tell you which one. If we could go back, and this is a, a, a there's two reasons for this. It would be the Steve Hyden in, interview, because I wasn't as familiar 
with his body of work when we interviewed him. And I've since, you know, read a lot more of his books, so I'd have more to draw on. And also, I'd like to do it more recently because he's recently put out a book about Radiohead's Kid A, which is a big album for me, and I'd love the opportunity to talk to him about that. So that that would be one I would I'd like to take another swing at. I would like to redo the Gorman interview, not because of anything Steve did. I felt like we were both very nervous and very stiff and rigid, mm. and I don't think we ad-libbed enough. I think we're at our best when we ad-lib. I think if we did an interview with Steve now, we'd be in a very different place to do so. You have to remember that that was very early on in things, and that was our first big-time Crows person. You know, I mean, that's somebody directly from the band. And, uh, you know, also, not to mention, we had some major technical difficulties, so I did that interview over the phone. I couldn't, you know, it was, it was a very not a good setup for me. So, yeah, yeah I, I would agree with you on that one as well. Yeah, I was seconds away from having to do that one by myself. The question I've always wanted to ask you, and it's a very selfish question, but why is it that you chose me of the other people that you kind of auditioned on uh, Digital Kill? What, what, why did I stand out from the other? It was three people altogether, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like we were very comfortable with each other on that Three Snakes episode. And then when you said you wanted to do it, the stuff that you could contribute to it was really good, too. And then once we got into it, you realize, like, there's things I'm not real good at that you're very good at. And then we got to know each other. And, I mean, obviously, you've become, like, one of my best friends. And we, uh, I just think we kind of see the world the same. And it would be, I mean, it kind of lucked out on that because we didn't know that in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, it w- was really lucky. I, I mean, I would like to, because this is our third year anniversary, David, I would like to say that, honestly, I'm not just... Uh, getting sentimental or anything like that but uh probably the best thing that's come out of doing this whole thing is the fact that we were able to foster a very nice friendship out of this and that's that's the thing i will forever take away in the number one spot from doing this oh yeah for sure not only just between us i mean we literally are friends with people all over the world now a lot of them we've never met and i mean like hey how's your family you know and then we were able to meet people in nashville uh, we met Brian Jones, Jason Johannes. We helped them get their podcast off the ground. You know, in Atlanta, we met a lot of people. Dave Chamberlain. Uh, Dave Chamberlain was our first ever guest. You know, Trent, Black Crow's Guitar, Seth, Steve, Kevin, Roly, Ermine, Sherry, Sean Hillman. It's really funny. Sean Hillman kind of holds a, 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 a special place in, in State of America lore. We went to Atlanta. Sean and I both got in on Thursday night. I got in that afternoon. He didn't get in until like midnight. And I texted him. I said, hey, I'm going to breakfast in the morning. You want to go to breakfast? And he's like, yeah. So we go to breakfast. We'd never met. And we probably had an hour-long breakfast having a blast. And then you messaged me that you had landed and you were taking the train to North Atlanta. And I was going to drive down there and pick you up. Well, Sean was like, have you guys ever met? And I'm like, nope. This is about to be it. And uh, he was like, I was like, you know, it's really weird. Like, I don't know, is is, is Ian like five foot two or is he six five? I have no idea. And so uh, I said, hey, when we uh, when we meet, take a take a picture of us. And so he, Sean was like, I'm going to always hold, hold it over Ian's head that I met you before. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Before he did. And so then, you know, this was during COVID and uh, you came walking out with um, your mask on and we met and uh Went on to Atlanta and had a good time. We had a real good time in Nashville uh, at the Rockin' Pod. Unfortunately, you didn't get to make it 
last month, but we'll, uh, you're actually going to come down here for four or five days in October and we're going to, uh, kind of take a tour of everything. Oh yeah. It's going to be David and Ian do the Delta is what it's going to be. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to go, uh, take him up to the Delta and see all those places. And we're going to hang out in new Orleans for a little bit. So that's going to be fun, but no, it's the friendships. Um, it's the friendships, uh, you know, with certain members of the band. I mean, Johnny Colt called and asked me if I wanted to go to lunch with him. That's a pretty cool thing in my book. You know, it's funny too. You know, when you think back on these things, like when we first did that digital killed the radio star episode, I was like terrified to do that. You know, as much as I wanted to do it, like I get that case of the nerves and then you flash forward to last summer I'm walking backstage at Jones Beach to meet Sven. Like it was like I own the place. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, your 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 confidence level definitely increases as as you go on to do at doing these things. You know. So hopefully, uh, the plan is to have many, many, many more of these. We are nowhere near running out of ideas, or subject material, or uh, or guest. Not even close. And so, uh, most importantly, thank everybody for coming on board with us. And uh, everybody's just been nice. And except I got one bad review on Apple Podcasts, but uh, we'll forgive that guy that did that. David, we let that go already. It's been it's been years now. That was in the first year. I know. I know. Get rid of that guy. Forget him. Anyway, so we appreciate everybody for for listening, and it's been a it's been a lot of fun. It's been one of the cooler things I've ever done in my life. So, Ian. Let's both pick a playout song. Before we do that, David, I think that being it's our third anniversary and it hasn't come up yet, we do have to give a very, very special mention to somebody we have dubbed the Queen of State of America, and that is Miss Kate Thompson. We are very pleased to have her as a listener and a fan, and she's always been a big cheerleader of this podcast, so we, we I feel we need to give her a mention before we wrap this up. Yeah, you know, she put a State of America t shirt in Chris Robinson's hands. That's right. Yeah, which su- probably went right from his hands. And- <laughs> yeah. So yeah, super fan Kate Thompson got to meet her in uh, in Nashville and spent a couple of days with her. She's a lot of fun. Ian, what is your playout song? All right, well I'm going to say this in honor of the recently departed Boa. I think I'm going to go with a nice live version of my morning song. Nice long one for him. Just a little tip of the cap to a man that did so much for this community, and uh, let him know he'll always be remembered. I think I'm going to go with another one of his favorite songs. I believe it may have been his second favorite. Let's go with a sweet live version of Exit. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. And again, we do appreciate everybody joining us for this ride so far. Thank you for coming on board, and we hope you stick around with us moving forward. It's been a pleasure. And as always, stay tall. Do that.
We're gonna uh, yeah, we're gonna move right along into uh, 
a song that uh, we never released, but uh, that we wrote a little while back. It's called Exit.